Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Stars here. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with, with the Nitro, a special Sunday morning edition. Thank you so much for joining us. We got a big show today. We're going to talk about the Survivor Series from last night, what happened on that particular show. Oh, I got plenty to say about that. Plus, in our main story, the PWI 150 is out. I'll give you my top 10 female wrestlers in the world, and some parting shots on MJF and Kenny Omega. So without any further ado, let's begin. Let's talk about the Survivor Series. It was last night, exclusively on Peacock. It was a premium event. It's a pay-per-view, people. It's a pay-per-view. Uh, the pre-game show, not really much to report on, except for the video of Dom and... Rhea Ripley attacking Rey Mysterio at his house on Thanksgiving. I mean, is it me? <clears throat> is it me or is that some criminal activity? I mean, you've got breaking and entering, assault with a weapon. I mean, um, terrorizing, I mean, terroristic uh, activity, uh, holding a, uh, their family uh, against their will by not letting them leave the house. I mean, come on. Criminal activity, it's all right there. Why would you want to put it on television? And we'll probably see Ray versus Dom at WrestleMania. Wow, let's go break into somebody's house and do that like Dom did. That, that's stupid. Really, that is just plain dumb. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Give me a break on that. Come on. Uh, anyway, back to the pregame show. It was announced the attendance for tonight would be 15000 609. They call it a sellout. Uh, no, a sellout is over 16,000 at the uh, TD Bank Arena in Boston. As far as I'm concerned, at least as far as I know. So that was the pregame show. Not really much report on except Rhea and Dom's criminal activity invading Rey Mysterio's home and attacking him. Ah, uh, never mind. Let me move on. Let's go right into the pay-per-view. Uh, the opening was uh, Ozzy Osbourne's uh, theme song, War Pigs, for the War Games, which wasn't too bad. It was kind of heavy metal for those heavy metal lovers. Then the first stupid booking mistake of 20 of the night. I, I would say 2022, but it is of the night. They booked the Women's War Games match first. Why? Stupid. It was that stupid. What you should do is book both war games back-to-back, fourth for the women's match, fifth for the men's match, because that was the main event. I mean, why are you booking that first? What you should have done was book the AJ Styles versus Finn Balor match first, because if anyone really cares about the feud between the OC and the Judgment Day, really, who booked that crap? I mean, come on. You know better. You know better. And, you, and you're doing so good, but then you make this stupid booking decision. Speaking of stupid, the rules of the war games. Now, let me tell you people the real rules of the war games. After all 10 men have entered, it's submission or surrender. That's been the rule of the war games. Submission or your team captain or your teammate surrenders for your team. That's the ultimate victory. 
But no, not the WWE. No, you either get a submission or you get a pinfall. The referee's inside the War Games cage. Once all 10 men enter, stupid, stupid. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I got the pin in the War Games. I got the pin. What a crock of you know what. Are you absolutely serious? Are you serious? I got the pin in the War Games. No, you dipsticks. It's submission or surrender. Stupid, stupid. As far as I'm concerned, it's just stupid. Submission or surrender, people. That's all you need to know. Not a pinfall. Yeah, I got the pin in war games. Doesn't that sound stupid? Anyway, I'm going to announce the order of entry for the uh, women's as well as the men's war games. And then I'll get, give you our thoughts. And on a side note, I started the time of the match when the war games match officially started. Because that's the rules. Order of entry. Bianca Belair entered first. Now, that's a surprise. Dakota Kai entered second. They had the five-minute period. Then Io Sky came in. Then Asuka. Then Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss. Bailey. Mia Yim. Rhea Ripley. And finally, Becky, the man Lynch, was the last person entering war games. And another thing I want to bring up. They brought weapons into the war games. First, Nikki Cross brought in a weapon, brought in the kendo sticks and the garbage can lids. Why? Stupid. It's just stupid. It's dumb. Why? It's a war game cage. And oh, by the way, where's the lid? Where's the lid to the top of the cage? Really? That's not war games. Come on. Really? Give me a break. A break. You have to have a lid on top of that dang thing. Come on. And back to the weapons and how stupid they are when you're inside a steel cage. Bailey then brings in a ladder and a table. Again, why? Stupid. It's just dumb. Why? <laughs> you're bringing a table into the war games. Mia Yim brings a garbage can. What's the point? What is the point behind all this? Yeah, I need a garbage can instead of a war game. So doesn't that sound stupid to you people? It sounds real stupid to me. My God. Anyway, uh, Bailey got the pin on Dakota Kai by leg dropping her off the top of the cage through a table. Again, no lid on top of the cage. Really? That's not war games. That's not my war games. You put a lid on that thing so there's no escaping. It was an okay match, but really? Is this how you're going to treat the war games now? Let's bring in more weapons. We don't have confidence in the war games. Then why have it in the first place? You already undermined the real meaning of the Survivor Series. Five-on-five teams, elimination style. The, only the strong survival. Did we forget about all that? Moving on. Second match of the night, AJ Styles took on Finn Balor. AJ Styles won the bout in 18 minutes and 29 seconds. Oh, by the way, the official time for the women's war games match was 12 minutes and 2 seconds. Back to Styles versus Balor. OC and the Judgment Day were at ringside, but they fought each other out of the arena. Yeah, let's fight out of the arena <clears throat> and all that crap. Anyway, it was a good, solid match. AJ Styles getting his revenge so that the OC has credibility. Really? 
Anyway, AJ Styles victorious in 18 minutes and 29 seconds. We're going to take a, our first time out when we come back. More about the Survivor Series for last night. And don't forget our main story this week. The PWI 150 is out. I'll give you my top 10 female wrestlers in the world today, in my opinion. More of this special Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this. Time out. Hello everybody, I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here. Coming up on Christmas Eve, December 24th, will be all new episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. First on From the Mind of the Nitro, it's predictions time. I'll give you my predictions for 2023. Plus, I will announce the 2022 Nitro From the Mind of the Nitro uh, Wrestler of the Year. That's coming up on Christmas Eve. December 24th. And on Nitro Memories, it's a double episode. Part one, we'll look back in November 1987 when Starcade and the first ever Survivor Series went head to head. And then in part two, we'll look at December 1987. Things are beginning to build up even more between Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. And Ric Flair begins his first month into his fifth reign as NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That's from the mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories, parts one and two, wrapping up 1987, all coming out Christmas Eve, Saturday, December 24th at www.youtube.com slash Paul Skyvers. Don't miss it. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here for Anchor.fm. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving especially all those who have our podcast here at Anchor.fm. And if you want to join and create your own podcast, come to Anchor.fm. It's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this special Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us as we continue on our look at the Survivor Series from last night. Uh, an announcement was made. The Royal Rumble will come up on January 28th of next year, 2023, from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. Looking forward to that as we begin the road to WrestleMania. Moving on, the next bout was for the SmackDown Women's title as Shotzi challenged Ronda Rousey for the championship. Ronda Rousey picked up the win in 7 minutes and 17 seconds. I need to bring this up once again. We saw the crossbody by Shotzi into Ronda into three spectators in the front row. Now, whether they were decided to be planted there for the entertainment value of the WWE, I don't know. We don't know. But if they were actual fans, can you smell a lawsuit coming? I mean, I've been warning you people about that. If fans get hurt, they're going to go right to a lawyer. I'm suing. Man, I could get plenty of money off of this. They attack me. I need to sue. You know it's going to come one of these days when there's going to be a lawsuit. And, thing, and that's going to stop that. Knock it off with going into the crowd and jumping on the fans. That's ridiculous. And fans, likewise, do not jump over the guardrail and attack the wrestlers. I mean, come on. Can we 
can we all get along without having to go file a lawsuit? Because you know, you know it's going to be coming one of these days when the, one of these fans gets hurt by these wrestlers. I mean, knock it off with jumping over the guardrail after the wrestler and striking the fan. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Anyway, the match was okay. Uh, good effort by Shotzi, but at the end of the day, Ronda Rousey kept her women's title. And oh, by the way, what was Shayna Baszler doing at ringside? I guess she's now the enforcer to rowdy Ronda Rousey. You fans don't like me? You can kiss my bleep. You can kiss my bleep with that cheesy smile from Friday night. Really? Give me a break. Seriously, stop. Next up, the U.S. heavyweight title will be on the line as Seth Rollins defended against Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. And in an upset, Austin Theory defeated uh, Pin uh, Seth Rollins to win the U.S. title in 14 minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, it was actually a fluke because Seth was picking him up for the Falcon Arrow when Bobby Lashley speared Seth Rollins and speared himself out of the ring, and Austin Theory just fell on him. One, two, three. So now it's Austin Theory's time. He is now a two-time U.S. champion. Let's see if he stays serious this time around as it pertains to the U.S. heavyweight title. Well, we're going to take our time out here. When we come back, it will be the main event of the Survivor Series, and then we'll get into our main story and a couple parting shots. More of this special Sunday evening edition, or Sunday morning edition, excuse me, of Saturday evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. Um, let me give you all a quick update. I have not made my decision yet as far as my column. Uh, Sunday mornings with the Nitro at uh, Sunday mornings with the Nitro, as well as my Facebook group and website. I'm currently still um, looking at the matter and seeing what I can do, but I will have a decision on all three of those on January the 1st. That's right. New Year's Day. I will make that announcement right here on Sunday morning or Saturday evenings with the Nitro, January 1st of uh, January 1st. That is decision day on that. Thank you so very much for your patience and understanding. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Scars here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it here at Anchor.fm. I mean, it's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all of their streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this special Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's get right into the main event for the uh, Survivor Series. It was a War Games match, their version of it. No lid on top. Why? Uh, as the Bloodline met Team Brute. That's the team of the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. And... Let's go to the order of lineup as to how they got into the war games. Butch started out first, then followed by Jay Uso. They were in there for the five-minute period. Then Ridge Holland came in there third. Excuse me. Sammy Zayn came in there fourth. I should say Sammy Uso came in fourth. Drew McIntyre came in fifth. 
Jimmy Uso came in sixth. Kevin Owens came in seventh. Solo Sokoa came eighth. Sheamus came ninth. And naturally, the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, came in dead last in tenth. And at the end of the day, the Bloodline picked up the win in 10 minutes and 38 seconds when Jey Uso pinned Kevin Owens with a splash off the top rope. He got the pin in the War Games. A pin in the War Games. Stupid. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm old school. You don't get a pin. The referee does not be inside that War Games cage. Anyway, here we go. The Usos bring in the tables. Why? That's stupid. You're in the War Games match. What are you bringing in a table for? You don't need it. Kevin Owens brings in chairs. Why? Stupid. You don't need weapons in the War Games match. You got a cage? Use it. Oh, my dear God. It, same as the female uh, War Games match. Why bring weapons into it? It was stupid. But there was one shining light out of all this. And that is Sammy Uso. That's right, Sam, formerly Sammy Zayn, now Sammy Uso, delivered the low blow to Kevin Owens to prove his loyalty, his love for his family, and that's the bloodline. That helped out the bloodline get be victorious in 10 minutes and 38 seconds. And now Sammy Uso is a not only a full-blown Uso, he is now member of the bloodline full member full family member of the bloodline man Sami Zayn has come to his own he is now at the peak of his performance just tremendous uh, and you could sense the pride in Sami Zayn proving himself to the tribal chief proving himself to Jay Uso and Jay has fully forgiven Sami Uso and has welcomed him into the fold and right now, the bloodline is going to be even more dangerous coming down the road. But you can best believe now that Sammy Uso, he is going to play a key part in the bloodline, the coronation of the Uso. Sammy Uso last night at the War Games. We'll see what happens Friday and how he responds to that. That's going to be tremendous. Sammy Uso is now bloodline. Family. You know what I'm talking about. And that, in essence, is the Survivor Series overall opinion. The War Games was a joke. I mean, why are you bringing weapons into a War Games match? Where's the lid on top of it? A pin, a pin <laughs> ends the War Games. Despite all that, the shiny example was Sami Zayn joining the bloodline. Otherwise, the rest of the car was okay. Austin Theory pulling off an upset, winning the U.S. title. Whoopee. That's going to that's gonna be interesting coming up on Raw Monday night. Otherwise, eh, War Games. They just sugared it down. Ah, pin in the War Games. Really? Really? I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. And that will bring the end to our coverage of the Survivor Series last night. On Peacock, it was a premium a premium event. It's a pay-per-view, people. It's a pay-per-view. Moving on now to our main story, as promised, the PWI Women's 150 just got released in the magazine form at all uh, grocery stores this past Friday. So I want to take a look and give you my version of my top 10 
of the top 10 female wrestlers of the world. Now, remember, I only watched the WWE and AEW. Did not watch Stardom from Japan or any other women's organization. I just followed the WWE and AEW. But to be fair to the women's 150, I will give you their version of the top 10. And uh, I want to thank, uh, give credit to the editors that wrote this. Uh, Kirsten Ashey, Candice Cordelia, Pat LaPrade, Karen Peterson, Warren Hayes, Patricia Rogers, and Kevin McIlvaney were this year's ranking committee. Good job to the committee. They did a great job on this. So here's their top 10. Number 10, Taya Valkyrie. Number nine, the Starlight Kid. Number eight, the Queen, Charlotte Flair. Number seven, Saya Kamitani. Number six, Jordan Grace. Number five, Jade Cargill. Number four, Becky Lynch. Number three, Thunder Rosa. Number two, Bianca Belair. And number one, Siri. And that was a shocker. I did not know that uh, Siri was going to win this. I had never heard of her before, but congratulations on your number one ranking. Now, here is my version of the top 10. Like I said, I only watched the WWE and AEW, so this is my version of the top 10. Get ready. Number 10, the queen, Charlotte Flair. Yeah, she was there for about four months, and then she got injured, her elbow at the hands of the rowdy one, Ronda Rousey. And now Charlotte Flair is uh, rumored to be coming back probably next year. We'll see what happens with that. But she was the, the uh, SmackDown Women's Champion for about four months this year in 2023. Number three, the man, Becky Lynch. Her feud with Bianca Belair from WrestleMania, on and off from this past year, January, all the way up to SummerSlam was really good. Becky came out with a shoulder injury. She got back last night, teaming up with Bianca Belair's team to win the Women's War Games match. So that's why she's number nine. Number eight, the TBS champion, Jade Cargill. Yes, she's undefeated, but she's really defeated Lesser known talent, uh, lower mid-card talent. She needs to step up and face real good talent like Tony Storm. Uh, number seven, NXT Women's Champion, Mandy Rose. You got to give it to her. She's been NXT Women's Champion for over a year and has really stepped up to the plate and delivered in the NXT. Number six, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Good solid year for her. Um, she helped Jamie Hayter become the AEW Women's World's Champion. More about that in a moment. Uh, she had a good match with Soraya uh, at, at Full Gear a couple weeks ago. That's why she's number six on our chart. Uh, number five, Tony Storm winning the AEW now AEW Women's World's Championship in that fatal four-way match. She was a fighting champion. She had an excellent match with Jamie Hayter at full gear. Don't be too surprised to see her regaining the AEW Women's World's title. Number four, Liv Morgan. The big upset at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and then cashing in, beating Ronda Rousey for the title. Held it for almost three months before losing it to Rowdy Ronda Rousey. 
You can bet Liv Morgan will be back in the hunt after that SmackDown women's title in the near future. Number three, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Yes, she don't like the fans. Well, yeah, you don't like me and all that stuff. Well, then you can kiss my bleep. And now needs Shayna Baszler as an enforcer. But nonetheless, she is the SmackDown Women's Champion. She's now the face of the women's division in SmackDown. But please, enough with that cheesy smile and that cheap-looking makeup. Give me a break. She's number three on our list. Number two, the AEW Women's World's Champion, Jamie Hayter. Solid, consistent win-loss record. Solid, consistent mat work. Really working hard to develop the Jamie Hayter we know now. And oh, by the way, I totally agree with the decision being made that now it is the AEW Women's World's Champion. We don't need the interim. Forget that. Thunder Rosa, good decision to give up your version of the AEW Women's World's title. Hope you feel better in the near future. And then coming back, to quite possibly challenging Jamie Hayter for the AEW Women's World's title. But right now, Jamie Hayter is the face of the women's division in AEW, and rightly so. And number one, the Raw Women's Champion, and my pick in my special, the PWI Achievement Awards nomination special, which is currently out right now, she is my pick for Woman of the Year. Look at the resume, people. She defeated Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for that championship, tongue-twisted there, successfully defended that title against Bailey as well as Becky Lynch. She has finished her war, I think, with damage control, won the women's war games match last night. No doubt Rhea Ripley is going to be the next in line to challenge for the title. And so Bianca Belair, in my opinion, is the number one wrestler in the world right now. And that's my top 10 of the PWI 150, in my opinion. And that is our main story for this week. We're going to skip this week in wrestling history, but our Nitro Memory Specials are out now. Looking back at Thanksgiving 85 to Thanksgiving 89 through our spoof radio station, WDEL uh, 94.7 FM. It was real fun doing it. Hope you can enjoy listening to that. And with that in mind, it's time for our parting shots for this week. We begin with MJF, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Destiny has been fulfilled. This is what we have been waiting for. This man is going to carry professional wrestling for years to come. And even if he goes to the WWE in 2024, can you imagine Maxwell Jacob Freeman coming out at the Royal Rumble that would be insane. The real MGF, not the storyline, I mean, not the manufactured MGF that the WWE may try to create. The real MGF, what you're seeing now. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. His destiny has been fulfilled, and we're going to see what he does in his reign as AEW World Heavyweight Champion. The promos are going to be killer. As usual, the in-ring work is going to be up to snuff. It's going to be sweet, unbelievable, destiny fulfilled. And now, William Regal has this advisor. Boy, where did that swerve come from? Tremendous, absolutely tremendous. And we wish MJF the best of luck, the salt of the earth, 
The man is now the AEW World's Heavyweight Champion. The man that is making professional wrestling great again. And finally, let's talk about the opposite side of the spectrum, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega mentioned in an interview that we need to move on from the uh, all-out media scrum. We're not going to explain it anymore. We're moving on. Really, Kenny? Really? You have to come back to uh, classic rock uh, group, Kansas Wayward Son, acting like a bunch of goofs out there, playing a string guitar. Oh, yeah, Wayward Son, yeah. CM Punk sucks. Blah, blah, blah. And yet you're down 2-0 against the uh, Death Triangle. Really, Kenny? Oh, we, we're going to move on. No, we're not going to move on. You can't make us move on. We got a First Amendment right to scrutinize this and to call you out until you admit, and you know you did, that you and the Young Bucks were responsible for all this crap going on there as your executive vice president. So if you want to move on and act like a goof, if the Young Bucks want to come out there and act like a bunch of morons, thinking they're uh, pretend rockers, rock on, please, give me a break. And no more cows at the uh, commentary table. Boy, he is such a professional butt kisser, it's not even funny. Kenny Omega, Young Bucks. We need to move on. We're moving on. We're not moving on. Are you going to make us move on there, Kenny? Are you going to make us move on, Young Bucks? You don't have the guts to do it. You don't have the guts to do it. Move on. Why don't you move yourselves on out of that EVP position and try to be a professional wrestler? Really? Please. With all your theatrics and your jazz hands and all that flip-flop stuff, learn a side headlock. Do something today. And that is my parting shot for this week. And that is it for this special Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Until next Saturday, I'm Paul the Nitro Scottrus here saying so long, everybody.